Welcome to Backyard Broadway. I'm Andrew. I'm Abby. I'm Kat. Abby's dying just a little bit. I'm slowly dying (laughs) from the inside out. So please forgive her coughs this evening. I mean, they're not coughs. It's literally me trying to heave my lungs out of my mouth. That's well, a pleasant picture for I have for a feeling listeners. that party of three is going to be turning into party of two rather soon. Oh, Lord. Whether or not it's Clonk. me killing her or <laughs> this keeling her over. And please forgive us as we get a little frantic tonight because we are going to talk about our dream roles. We are going to talk about Dun, dun, dun. We're going to give you <laughs> our... our <laughs> I cannot stand you all. Oh, my God. We're going to do our honorable mentions, our top ten list. We each have a gender-bent list. Yes. And then we each have two shows that we would never, ever, ever want to get cast in. Nope. But before we get started, Kat. Wait. wait, Before you do that, we also need to mention that for ours, we specifically didn't put a certain show for our Never Ever. Oh, yeah. yeah, Because it's obvious. It's obvious. Because I fucking hate cats. There it is. Because we all fucking hate cats. But he's making me go. Tell him not to make me go. I'm indifferent. I'm already slowly dying inside. Can and he you wants just to think take about how cats. much fun that episode will be when we review the film oh of my Cats? God. My soul is already dying. I need to tie them to a chair because I have a feeling them some fists are going to be flying because Ooh. Abby's going to... Don't You've do been you promising eat. to tie me to things for a while. Wow. Abby oh, is oh, going to still, still be Again, angry. I'm dying on the inside. <laughs> Abby's still going to be angry that Andrew went and made her go see it, so she's going to be wanting to take a, a shot, and then he's just going to get annoyed, so he's going to want to take a shot. So if you hear duct tape ripping during that episode, just ignore it. But anyway, before Love we get you. started, my God. It, it, he's closer. It'll, it'll pick up. <laughs> before we get started, just a little reminder, please, 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 please go on iTunes, give us a five-star review if you like us, and leave us a little bit re- little review I don't care what it is. It doesn't. Yeah. It honestly doesn't have to be about the show. But in order for us to get on the charts, you have to leave a review. Yep. Our yes, favorite, Abigail. Our favorite would be it's, sup bitches. I was gonna say, no. can, can you make it a nice review, please? Yes, yes. please make it a nice. Yes, review. subscribe. Like, Cat's like, I don't care what you put. Please don't say we're shit or something like yeah. that. Like, subscribe. Nice. Give us five stars. Write us a little review yes. on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whichever you use. Yes. Um. And just a little heads up, we have now added. Um, commercials. What are they? Ads. Ads. God damn it. We yes. have, you know, like advertisements. You know what? I'm but we're not going to get you. as bad as some of some of the other no. podcasts out there. We're I'm limiting it to one an episode, and we're going to try to put it at the end. But even so, if you just listen through it, that would be so helpful to us. We would appreciate it. Help help us on the financial side of things. We're broke. <laughs> no, but. I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. So if you are a listener and you've been listening to us since the beginning, I don't want you to be surprised to be like, oh, I must be listening to the wrong thing and like leave the page. No, no, no. That's normal. We've added them in to help us maybe. Yeah. Our first, our first seven, eight, because I added the Post Tony today yes. and the Savannah Sipping Society today. There, there's an ad at the beginning for the program we use for our podcasting. On from the start until the most recent one I posted. Yes. You can skip through it if you want. That's fine. Yes, we are trying to save up for some new microphones, so it does help um, in that. Yes. Um, it does help in that nature, so we appreciate you being patient and listening through those ads to get to the good content. <laughs> us. Bitches, yeah. it's us. Yeah. If you have any questions, whoa, mind, table. It's us. Table. So I'm I'm gonna start. <laughs> 
because I just posted our post Tony episode. Um, the Broadway casualty list has grown. Oh Lord. The prom. Yes. Be more chill. Yes. The Share Show and King Kong have all been added to that list. But wasn't the prom kind of like teetering on when its close date was going to be because they have already announced that they were going to allow the show to go on tour? No. No. I mean, Tootsie was barely open and they were like, we're going on tour. We're opening in Japan. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're going to yeah. have a West End transfer. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't. I'm really yeah. surprised that the prom has is announced a closing date. I know. It was, it was a little bit of a shock. But at the same time, we're going to have a film on Netflix. I promise we're going to talk about that at some point. Because no, we are going to give an entire episode on that because Andrew has some things to say that we're not getting into. We're not going to get into it on this episode, but he we will have about it all night. We'll have the film on Netflix supposedly September 2020 and then supposedly. the tour and the Japan and the West End transfer. So be on the lookout for that stuff. Okay. But that all being said, let's jump right into it. We've got some honorable mentions. Now, do we want to go one by one with our honorable mentions, or do we just want to say our list? I think we should just say our middle, list, and then we'll go one by one when we get to when the ten, yes. our top ten. Okay. So who wants to go first? Nose goes. Okay. So here are my honorable mentions. <laughs> She's too lazy to lift her arm. No, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, so my honorable mentions are Sven from Frozen. That would be fantastic. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I fucked the moose once. <laughs> he's not a moose. He's a reindeer. He's close enough. I fucked a the reindeer salt. once. There we go. Um, <laughs> that's the Christmas edition. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, keep going. And there goes all of our listeners right out the window. <laughs> all right. So here's, okay. So um, Amalia from She Loves Me. And the reason she's an honorable mention is because I can't sing her part. You can't. I can't. I don't have an operatic range. No. I can't sing no. her part. No. Um, Eponine from Les Mis. Did you hesitate? Did you yes. have to think about it? Yes, because I can't say the next one. Oh, you were going to. Oh, uh, Tenardier. Yeah. That's Les on your honorable mentions? Mm-hmm. I didn't. Was I there that episode? Sorry. No, you weren't. Um, you weren't there. Elle Woods from Legally Blonde, because I don't look good as a blonde, no. but I can sing the shit out of her parts. When it's called Legally Brunette, we'll hit you up. Exactly. <laughs> and then Zoe from Dear Evan Hansen, because I'm too old to play her part. You've aged out. I've aged out. Uh, Where did you get that bruise from? I don't know. Welcome to my that? life. Oh, okay. Go for a cat. What are your honorable mentions? Uh, my honorable mentions are Elphaba or, and or Glinda from, uh, no, that's not true. Elphaba from Wicked or Glinda in The Wizard of Oz. Um, I don't know why I did that, but apparently there was a reason, so I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eliza from My Fair Lady. And the only reason I, I haven't, listen to a lot of the cast album but I know enough about it to know the similarity between the movie and the stage show and I really love the movie um Lady of the Lake from Spamalot Fiona in Shrek Elsa in Frozen Esmeralda in Hunchback of Notre Dame or Marianne in Disaster um the reason I, ch- and this is actually the only reason, not really the only, because I like the character as a whole, but Marianne from Disaster, it, it's really because of a song she sings. And it's only because I am, am woman, woman, hear me roar, roar. Ooh, numbers too big to ignore. Okay, spare us. Um, <laughs> but the reason I like that song is because you played it 
you put that on the track during um, the pre-show and the intermission in music the pre-show and intermission music for Children of a Lesser God where I played Sarah so there's really not a whole lot of other reason for my honorable mentions list except for the fact that there wasn't a whole lot of room these people are either not like in terms of typecasting not really my type especially physically I would never be able to play most of these yeah mine are um, I don't have a penis and <laughs> wow um, I can't sing the part. Yeah, that too. And I look awful as a blonde. This is true. But it's been, anyway. it's just, because I need a second person to do it. Do they use two people on Broadway? I thought they did. No, is it just the one with the face? I think it's just the one with the face. Oh, okay, it's, then it's never one, mind. Yeah, I think that it's just one person That guy with the face. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The one with the face. So my honorable the mentions. The with the weird shoes. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I'm sorry. You go ahead, babe. <laughs> my honorable mentions. We have Quasimodo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Donnie and Bandstand, Valjean and Les Mis, just because I'd be so scared. I'd be so scared if I ever got cast in that part. I would never. I'm going to fuck it up. I'd be so neurotic. You all would hate me by the end of that whole process. Um, Clyde and Bonnie and Clyde, because I don't look the part. I can sing the hell of it, but I cannot. I don't look the part. Um, Damien and Mean Girls. Just because yes. it's a fun part. I don't know why that didn't make your top ten. Uh, I don't know either. Scar and the Lion King. <laughs> um, and either Shrek, Donkey, or Farquaad in Shrek. Okay. Heck yes. Any of those. Let's just... We haven't posted a lot of pictures of us on our Facebook page. I think just so that viewers can understand, we need to post a picture of Farquaad being played on Broadway by the original actor. And then and what, Andrew on his knees? Christopher Sieber, please, performing on your knees. That only works to win Golden Globes. <laughs> wow. And just explaining, for those of our listeners that have not seen Shrek the Musical. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. Explain how the part is played, then take a full body picture of Andrew, and then put him on his knees. I think our audience would come to a conclusion that that's not a good idea. I could do it. You have bad knees. You do have bad knees. I don't care. That's what. That's our next project. We're gonna get a picture of the original Farquaad, take a full body picture of you, and then take a picture of you on your knees and see what our see what our uh, audience see has what our to audience say. say. And then one that I've just added is Michael slash Dorothy from Tootsie. I couldn't do the falsetto. I, I can sing the rest of it just fine, but the falsetto is where I would falter hardcore. I mean, I think with the proper voice training, though, you could do it. I could. But, I mean, That's expensive I think it would just well. be a lot of fun with all those costume changes. And I think Sharon said at one point it was, like, six within a 20-minute yeah. span. We already know you, you can run in heels. I and can run in heels. You could kill that red dress, man. Oh, Hell, I yeah. Could. Uh, Make Mama Patty proud. Anyways. Make Mama Patty proud. Yes. Oh, Lord, here we yes. go. Yes. Anyways, all right. So into our top ten list, what we're going to do here is we're going to go one by one, starting with ten, working our way down to one, a brief explanation of why we want to play this role, or if there's not one and it's just a role you want to play, just soldier on through. So. <laughs> I'm an idiot. It's fine, guys. <laughs> so, Abby, we'll go ahead and start with you, and we'll go around. Wait, how did she fuck hers up already? Because she I... wrote it one to ten instead of ten to one. Because I'm a dumbass. But just, so wait, is number ten like your no, number ten? No, yes, I just yeah. I know that I'm gonna be like starting from down here and then be like, uh, uh, something's not right. Yes. Okay. All right, so I'll start. All right, so my number ten is Alphaba from Wicked. I could see her in that role. I could see her in that role. She would need a little bit of voice training. Because of those, like that the belts, the belting, not just the belts, 
She's a very shy singer. I am That's a very shy true. singer. She, okay, I, there's no voice training that can help with no, that. No, she can hit the notes just fine in her normal range. Yes. But she would need a lot of help to get it to where it needs to be with the power for Elphaba. But I have a yeah. way to help with the confidence thing. Oh, God. You're not going to make me do anything naked, are you? A nudist beach. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> so I chose... Just, you know, strip her down, push her out onto the beach. You know, there you go. Stay there for a couple of hours. <laughs> the look I'm getting right now. <laughs> anyway. Oh, she's like, I don't so, know. So, <laughs> um, what's that face? Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I picked Alphaba because I, as far as her character goes, I really identified with the character just of, like, that feeling of being an outcast and not really fitting in and, you know, and I love her songs. They're Abby's so powerful. a really pretty girl, but I'm so glad she doesn't have green skin. <laughs> Does she not know that I've already oh, played yes, the Wicked yes, yes. And I've been and green. And got dyed you green. Need to explain this to our audience. Okay, so when I was in middle school, when I lived up near Indy, I played the Wicked Witch in Wizard of Oz, and it was a very traumatic experience because my mom bought the wrong type of green makeup, and I was dyed green for like a week. (laughs) And I was so upset, I refused to leave the bathroom after the opening night show, and my mom literally had to come drag me out of the bathroom with me bawling my eyes out. It was great. So, Thanks, Mom. And then my sister played with the Wicked Witch and Wizard of Oz uh, in high school, and my mom bought the right makeup. Nice. <laughs> Wait. Go, Jane, for improving with age. Does your mother have a picture of this? Or like uh, a picture of the performance at all? I don't know about mine, but there is a picture of all of us from Emily's. Oh, no. I want a picture from yours. If your mom can ever find a picture of that, that's going up on, on the yeah, page. Yeah, it is. They've moved twice, so I, I think mm, it's gone. Yeah. Probably. All right, where are you at? Um, my number 10 is Catherine from Newsies. I think the reason that I would play... Yeah. I think the reason I would like to play Catherine from Newsies... I've really fallen in love with the show now that I've, I've seen it. I started listening to the cast album actually a really long time ago, um, probably when it first came out. And I've the seen it... The cast album? 2012? Yeah. Oh, okay. From because I saw it on Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Um, no, I get it. And I have seen I've seen the production on um, on Netflix, and then not too long ago we had the privilege of seeing it at Derby Dinner Playhouse live. And after that, like just seeing how the character can be melded differently, to different people, because for some reason I have a really hard time visualizing that stuff, like seeing someone play it. If I can only see it once, I'm like, okay, so that's how the character should be played. I need to see it at least twice to see that the character can be changed. I know as actors we're supposed to be able to do that mentally anyway, but I'm just not that good at that. And my number 10 is Tide, actually. And it's only because they're two little cameo-type roles. Um, The first is King George and Hamilton, because I love singing You'll Be Back. And then the other one... You'll be back. The other one is King Herod from Jesus Christ Superstar. I think that would be such a fun role, but the only thing is, come on. I'm a big time rock and roll fan. I know you are. How can you follow Alice Cooper? Well, I'm younger, so I can do a lot more movement. 
but that's part of the facade, you know. It's not really a facade because the man can't walk; he's ancient. But <laughs> but even like even with the original, like King Herod really just stands there. Yeah. But in a lot of the more recent productions, King Herod joins in the dance. King Herod does a lot more, and it's really it's just the one scene and the one song. But that voice. It's not a Broadway voice. No. It's a rock and roll voice. And have I ever sounded like super Broadway when I've sung it around you? Yes. Oh, shut it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You I have not. Me. You asked me. You have a very Broadway voice. Which is why when people are like, why don't you sing like more country and rock stuff when you go to karaoke? Because Because no. it doesn't sound good for me. Everybody, everybody has their own sound. Yeah. And I'm theater trained. Like that's where all of my singing started. It wasn't. You know, that I started with singing along to a radio and things like that. I started in the theater. Yes. You know, I started in church choirs, which is still a different genre, but a lot of what we sang, it's not the gospel type stuff. It's, yeah. it's the Catholic music, just because that's what I am and that's what, you know, the music I sang. It's not. It's got that Big and brassy. Sound. Yeah. Yeah. So the, that's my number 10, King George, King Herod, because, I mean, they're, they're small roles and I can tie those. Yes. You can tie those. Abigail, number nine. My number nine is Julia from Wedding Singer. Julia Gulia. Yes. Well, that's only if she gets married. It's only if she gets married to... The dick. The dick. The dick. A dick. A dick. But um, I've loved this part, oh God, forever. Uh, forever. Young Laura Benanti. God, I loved it forever. I just... I love The Wedding Singer. It's just... The songs are fun... And it really sticks to the movie, and I just, I love it. I can't even put it into <laughs> words, really, because my brain's half dead. But She's half dead. Yep. I do, but I mean, honestly, though, like, you've sang, you, you, we've sung the songs together. They're just funny. They are. They are. It's a lot of fun. It's... And it's one of the few Laura Benanti parts that I can actually sing. Because <laughs> she doesn't have anything operatic in that one. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Okay, my number nine is Sarah from Children of a Lesser God. I've already played this role. That's why it's so low low on the list. I think at some point this will probably be an honorable mention just, be, just for the sheer fact that I have already played it. But the reason it's still in my top ten and will can, this will always be the reason that it's anywhere on my list is because <laughs> I would love the opportunity to play it again. Granted, I doubt ever that opportunity will come up. I truly do not believe the only reason that I was able to play this role was because Andrew couldn't find somebody else, couldn't find someone who was deaf and couldn't find anybody that was willing to learn the sign language for the part. She has no spoken lines. It's all sign. Let's let's clarify for those listening that no children <coughs> of lesser God, according to contract for a professional theater, you have to have deaf or hard of hearing actors mm -hmm. to play Lydia, Oren, and Sarah. Yes. For community amateur productions, you do not. I wanted deaf and hard of hearing actors. I had two separate audition dates, one for the hearing actors, and then we went through three weeks of sign language classes so that once a deaf actor came in, or three, hopefully, we would be able to have conversation with uh -huh. them. But then... You didn't have any. I didn't have any come out, and the people we talked to... Um, because I did have an interpreter who was part of the deaf community, um, working with me, 
you know, when we talked to anybody, it was, we're very interested in seeing the show. We, we are very proud, stage. yeah, that you're doing it, but we don't want to be on stage. Exactly. So, I mean, it took weeks upon weeks upon weeks of training to learn the lines and to learn the signing. Um, because, you know, I don't know if any, any of our listeners out there have ever played a role where they're required to learn it in a different language. Essentially, you, you have to learn the lines as well as the other language. Like, I had to learn both. It wasn't just, oh, well, you know, you know the signing. Let's just make sure you memorize the lines. No, I had to do both of these things. But the fact of it, the fact of it is that I really enjoyed it and would love for the opportunity to come up again. But unless we were to sit down and discuss it with somebody like yeah. a, like another theater like Oldham County or Little Colonel or even Hayeswood and be like, okay, here's a situation. Somebody has already played this role and they don't like precasting. Yeah. Yeah. That would that would be the only way I was yeah. ever gonna be able to play this role again. So I don't believe it will ever come up, but yeah. if it does, I would jump at the I will say the hardest part of casting a hearing actor in this role was having her not react <gasps> to the lines. Yeah. That were being spoken. Because there, there were a few times where, you know, and oh. I, I wouldn't give these notes. There's a wasp behind me. I know. I wouldn't give these notes, like, in front of everybody else. I would make sure, you know, pull her aside after or by herself Just. Um, in rehearsals and be like, hey, you're reacting to this. You you can't. You, 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 can't. you can't hear this. Yeah, because you, you can't hear this. So my number nine... I'm still surprised this is so far down on my list. Is Jonathan from Tick Tick Boom? Yes. Um, which it's just been announced that Netflix picked up the film. Yeah. That um, Lin Manuel is directing. Um, I just identify with the part so hardcore. I saw it at a time where my dream of seeing a play I wrote come to life on stage, you know, and it's it's Jonathan Larson's story and his struggles getting to where he got to and all that. I just identify with it so much and would love the opportunity to explore that character more in depth. Abigail? Uh, my number eight is Tide. Um, between Ilona from She Loves Me. You would make a fabulous Ilona. I would. <laughs> um, and Paulette from Legally Blonde. You would make a fabulous Paulette in Legally Blonde. And... The reason that I picked these is they're both really good character roles. They're funny. They're really good, funny character roles. Again, they're both blonde. <laughs> Paulette doesn't have to be, though. No. But does Zelona? I don't think so. I don't think she has to be blonde. No. But um, I love their songs. Sorry, guys. We're trying to duck from a wasp right now. Oh, we're yeah. actually recording in um, some semi-daylight, so there, there are still too. bugs abound. Um, anyway, um, they both have really fun songs. They both have funny character voices that really stands them out, you know, from everyone else. Um, and I can just see her playing Paulette with this, like, big bulldog, you know. It's not a big bulldog. It's a big enough bulldog. Taking the dog, dumbass. <laughs> I'm taking the dog, dumbass. <laughs> Have you ever heard me sing Ireland? Um, I'm not sure, but that is. Oh, uh, that's funny. happening after we record this. <gasps> that it's is happening so, after we record this. I don't know. I sound awful. But I think because it's a character voice, it'll be fine. I. <laughs> I. Oh, is it? Is me? that you? Are you done? All right. What's your number eight? This is a new edition. Woo! 
Uh, we got to see Savannah Sipping Society at Derby Dinner. Um, check out the review. It was just posted. Yes. Check out the review. Unfortunately, they won't be able to see it, though. I it know, was so good. And my new addition, it's number eight on my list, is Marla Faye from the Savannah Sipping Society. Granted, I would have to be 40s or very badly aging 30s. Um <laughs> 40s to 50s to play this role properly. No comments on certain people you know I'm just, seen. you know, oh. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> um, she's just so damn funny. She has all the funny bits. Well, not all of them, but most of them. And I would just love to play a big comedy role like that. I actually haven't ever played a comedy role. Ruth was not a comedy role in Black Spirit. No. Sarah certainly was not, even though there was some funny parts in the show. Darcy was a funny part. Darcy was a funny part. But um, <coughs> Marla Faye is a genuinely funny role in a comedy show. And I would love to... And it's just one of those parts that now, having seen it, I, can, I would love... Like, I'm looking forward to hopefully someday having the opportunity to uh, audition for a part like that. I need to direct... Um, <laughs> I, I need to redirect Christmas Bells... With you as the twins. Wait, what? What? You only see one of them. Okay. But she's a twin. I think in the first one of the trilogy, you see both of them. Okay. Like one of them's in like one scene and then is gone. And then the other one that you see in the rest of the series. Because you'd have a lot of fun with that. She's very naive, very goofy, very... And like I said, Joan Sopin Wooten writes great characters, and Marla Fay is a great example of that. She's a fantastic character. Yes. Hold on. i got to answer a text right quick. My sister apparently bought me a gift. Oh, really? Like, what is randomly. It? If it's a pile of shit, don't accept <laughs> it. I was like, is it a no, shark no. bath bomb? No, no. Do accept it, and then just leave it on her car. Or right. light it on fire. All right. <laughs> so my number eight, again, recent edition, because of the Tony Awards. Oh, um, of course. Beetlejuice. Oh, God. Yeah. I want to play would Beetlejuice. Be, yeah. A fantastic role. But the voice training it takes to not ruin your vocal cords doing that. But I think with Beetlejuice, because if, if you've seen the original movie, he doesn't do that growl the no. whole time. No. I think with the right training and getting to that point where some of it can have that growl. But I mean, as long as you've got the it's showtime, as long as you got that, you're good. You're good. Because that's really the only, like, known line from the original that people are like, that's Beetlejuice. Yes. Well, that and the giant snake. Well, that too. That too. So, yeah, that's my number eight. I think it would be super fun. I think it would be a hell of a challenge. I think it'd be a hell of a challenge to take that on. Yeah, yes. well, because of all the tricks, all the it'd be so you know, much fun. Uh, it would yes. be such a fun. Part like, to if play. they had picked a song like for Sorry. their thing on the Tonys, their performance on the Tonys, and Lydia had more, like, to show, then I'd probably be like, I want to play Lydia. Because I've heard yeah. one of her little things, and it, she's so good. But I want to hear... She's got a fun little, like, jump in her voice yeah. that she does. Yeah. And... So if I could hear more of that, because I haven't had a chance to listen to the cast album. So I feel like if I, once I hear more of that, I might yeah. have a different opinion. She was one of the little girls in... Um, Sound of Music Live with Carrie Underwood. Oh, God, poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven, Abby. Again, my number seven is Tide. I have three of these guys. I'm sorry. I'm super indecisive. Um, Hold on. I'm showing the picture of what my sister bought me. 
It's a mug with the with cartoon Golden Girls, and it says, "Thank you for being a friend." Tell your sister no more mugs in the house. <laughs> okay, so my number seven's tied between Linda and Louise from Holiday Inn. See, Linda is a right now role for you. I know it Louise is. Louise is like future. Is it could be a right now or it could be a future because yeah. there's no real age to no. Louise. No, she's just been with the farm for a while. Yeah. But what I love about Louise is that dry humor sheet. Like, well, no, Linda has the dry humor. Yeah. But the um, her, the sarcasm Louise has, I love her sarcasm. And I love that she can tap dance in some buckets. I would love to see you tap dance in some buckets. That would be, be fantastic. Amazing. It would just be me stomping around the that's stage. That's all she did. I'm just, I know, but that's, I'm just saying, it's not like a real cool trick. Yeah. It's just amazing that she didn't fall over because I probably will. <laughs> Um, just to add to the comedy of the show. And I just love Holiday Inn. I think it's such a great show. It is a good show. I love I'm that show. Again, and again, though. they're both such good character roles. I yeah. love a good character role. There's a lot of nu- nuances to Linda. Yes, like with the rubbing explore, of the ear. Like, you could make it your own. You I know, could do like, something else. That like nervous tick that yeah. she, like, where she rubbed her ear. It doesn't have to be that. It could be something else. Yeah. A little tweak of the nipple or something, you know. Wow. <laughs> and now we're back to Boeing Boeing. Uh, what's so, your, hey, babe. What's your number? What number are we on? Seven? seven. Seven. I put Paulette from Legally Blonde as my number seven. And honestly, it's just because I know, like I said, I haven't played a lot of comedy roles. Um, oh, she's funny. And she is hilarious. And she's one of those roles that doesn't, like, she's not in the whole show. No. So it's... You're not looking at a lead character. Not the, the the roles. A lot of the roles that I really like, except up to this point, are supporting. You know, they're there's a lot of my characters that I have are supporting characters, and it's not because I don't like the idea of playing lead roles. I actually really enjoy a lead role, but it's it's nice to have those kind of moments where you can step back and be like, this is a character that I really like to play, and she's not in the spotlight the whole time. And then, of course, the comedy comes in, and I'm like, But you gotta admit, with Paulette, when she's on stage, she's the lead. Yeah, Yeah. she is. She steals every scene. I mean, there's there's a couple of times where, you know, Elle takes it, but most of the time, Paulette is just like, when she comes on front and center, like when you hear Abby sing Ireland, you're gonna be like, okay, I'm just gonna set that that dream roll aside. Mr. Wasp, go away, please. Go away. I'm gonna hit you. No, don't hit it. Unless I kill it. Okay, it's gone. So that brings me to my number seven. Were you done? I'm sorry. I interrupted you. And no, then... I wasn't done. God. Yes, I was done. Things she says in bed. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> that was a, a Marla Fay line. It was a pretty good one, though, and it's not entirely untrue. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number seven is a role written for a man. Yes. But is a female. Yes. It's Miss Trunchbull from Matilda. Yes. I saw... Are you mean enough for that role, though? Yes, yes. I am. <coughs> when I saw this show on Broadway in October of 2016, I did not think I was going to like it. Because I was such a huge fan of the movie, and I know that the stage show stuck more to the book. Mm-hmm. Which I liked the book, but it wasn't like one of those that I went back to a lot as a kid. Like me with my Jack could be Because I would usually go for the more hardcore literature like Moby Dick and Dracula when I was eight years old. Because you are Matilda. <laughs> minus the telekinesis. Right. Um, but I saw this and when the actor, I can't remember his name, came out to play, <coughs> came out as Miss Trunchbull, I go, oh my God. And then 
I studied that performance while I was watching the show, and I was like, I want to do this. I, you know, and it's not a size thing, like, because, you know, if you think of Miss Trunchbull from the movie, she's got that stocky upper build. Yes. In the stage show, they build that for the actor, because this guy that I saw had chicken legs. He was an ink. Yeah. No, that, that was the original. Oh. The one I saw, well, still, they're both super thin. Right. But this guy I saw had, had chicken legs. And then this big build on top of it, which added to the humor. Right. I just think it would be a lot of fun. And I would have to work hardcore to do some of the gymnastic tricks that yeah, he does. Yeah, you would. She does, but. Yeah, you would. Anyways, moving on to number six. My number six is. Not tied. Not tied. <laughs> is Catherine from Newsies. Hmm. I would like to see her in that part. Only for I love a good bit of Yes. Right, but you know, so they say. All you know is, I don't know. We've sung that on this podcast so many times. Anyway, but I love her sass. I love her attitude. I love that she wants, you know, she's fighting in this world to become this independent woman and fight for her own equal rights alongside the Newsies. Yep. Um, And she doesn't take shit from nobody, and I love that. Yeah, I... Shut up. Yeah. Favorite. Shut up. That Sorry. would be a good time for you to shut up. Yeah, she is. She's just one of the, she's one of those really female empowerment roles. Oh yeah, um, and she's in, only what 18, 16, something like that. 16, 18. She's definitely. It's hard a, to tell because of the job she's holding. Yeah. You would think she'd have to be a little bit older than sixteen or seventeen. And again, with the times. Yeah. It's hard to tell as well because there wasn't like traditional high school. There wasn't things no, like that yeah. in the eighteen nineties. And. Jack is supposed to be 17, and there's the love think, story there. And I think she's 16. And she's not based on a real character, though. No. Um, but I think that's what they're aiming for, is, like, she's, like, 16. Oh, then they needed to recast that. I love Carol Lindsay, but she can't play 16. <laughs> I believed, like, the 18 to 20. Yeah. With her. Yeah. From the seventh row with the original Broadway I cast. Just, you want to hit him? I can't reach him. Oh. Ow. Um, she's <laughs> She's one of those characters that you're proud to be, like... I like that role and I want this role because it's a it's a huge feminism role. Oh, and yeah. she's not only a feminist for her own se- for herself, but she's also an activist for children's rights. Which right there, come on, you just have you have a winner right there. Absolutely. So are you having a moment? Wow. Um, is it me? Yes, it's you. Number six. My number six is Donna from Mamma Mia. This I is- was cheated by you, and I think you know when. When? I don't remember this. <laughs> it was today while you were at work. Uh, that would be you. Oh, the, I was shooting. Never mind. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> um, this I is told a, you not to tell her about that. Dude, I got to tighten. Never mind. Go ahead. Wow. We'll talk about this in a minute. So this is another one of those roles I'd have to wait for unless, you know, the sequel happens to one day come to Broadway. It won't. But Donna, is, she is – this character – is again one of those like kind of female empowerment characters. Ooh, ooh, who who's the little English woman in the movie in Mamma Mia? Julie Waters. Is that her? The really short one. Mrs. Weasley. Yes. Yeah. I want to play her. <laughs> Rosie. Yeah, that would be a fun duo right there. We That's just... who Kathy's playing at Shelby County. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, she doesn't listen to this. Go ahead. I just mean, I mean, how could I measure up? Right. That's true. That's, That's true. Exactly Sandy, Sandy that ran um, as yet is playing Tanya, and I want to go see her, and it's so bad. Can I finish my? Yes, yeah, go ahead. All I'm right, so see sorry. jackasses. We all have ADD tonight. It's bad. Um, 
I have an excuse. I don't know what your all's excuse is. Can I throw this at her? No, go ahead, Donna. Um, I'll just go like this. Oh my God, I'm <laughs> gonna kill her. Uh, anyway, she raised a daughter on her own. She started her own inn. Like, she's just a cool character. Like, she's got a really, I like, she's got a really neat backstory. Wild backstory. There's a complexity to it. Yeah, she's got a really neat backstory. And the sheer shock on her face when she sees that the three potential dads of her daughter show up to her daughter's wedding. That right there, that whole number. That was one of my favorite moments when I saw the tour was when she walked on stage and saw all three of them and you could have heard a pin drop because everybody stopped in their tracks and the music like quieted down just enough and it was like, and she like slowly like started backing out and I was like, I was like, was it, is something wrong? Like I didn't, cause I hadn't seen it live to this point. Yeah. I'd seen the film. I hadn't seen it live. And I was like, what's going on? I don't understand what's going on. And then they went right back into it. This was, Mamma Mia was the, one of the first shows I ever saw. Um, it was a tour. It came through Kentucky and this was, according to my grandmother, she thinks I was too young to have seen this show. I don't know why, but, and I remember everything because, um, Sophie, I, I distinctly remember Sophie, the girl that was playing Sophie in the, on the tour had black hair, like jet black hair. I don't know why that stuck with me, but it did. And that's, you know, the, for the fact that I, this was one of the first, my first introductions to musical theater is part of the reason why I want to play this role. But again, it would have to be something that I played later in life. But, but here's the thing with Donna is you never really get how old she was when she had Sophie. She could have been 16. Uh-huh. She could have been 17. We find out from the sequel that she has graduated high school. Yes. But we don't know that in, in Mama Mia. Yes. Um, so, so she's she could be. About 18. Yeah. 17 she, to 18. she could be, you know, 34 years old. Yes. She could be 36 years old because Sophie, it's really never said that she's 18. No, it, it's, she's 20. She's 20? Yeah. Okay, movie, so. It says, she'd be in her 40s. So she could be in her late 30s, early, early 40s. 40s, or she could be in her 50s. Mm-hmm. It's it's not really yes. clearly stated, which is why we saw such a plethora of actresses played on Broadway. Yes. Over its 15-year-old. Yeah, it was, it was distinguished in the movie, and actually, pro- I think as well on this, in the stage production, that Sophie is 20 because her mom said something like, well, if she was anything like me, she wouldn't be getting married at 20 years old. Something this is along true. those yes. lines. I don't remember the exact line. Yeah. As long as we establish that when you play Donna, I have to play Rosie. Yes. Can I play Tanya? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're so hot. Teasing me. Anyways. Boy, that has a whole new meaning. That would be amazing. Oh, man. My number six is the genie from Aladdin. Are you going to do it like Will Smith? No, I'm not going to do it like Will Smith. I, I'm okay. I give it. I give him his his props for making it his own. Yes, and not trying to emulate Robin Williams, which but giving a nod to him. I think was a big uh, concern for a lot of Aladdin fans was that he was going to try to, you know, being a totally different caliber of actor was going to try to recreate the Robin Williams Because way of Will doing Smith it. is a very comedic person yes. and he can do a lot of funny voices and things like that. There was that concern and then everybody's concern after they saw it was it's not Robin Williams. And also he's creepy. But in the blue. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. But um, I mean he's not in the blue the whole no. time. So I saw Aladdin in 2014. Yes, and I finally saw it last year. Um and I had seen the Tony performance right before that, and I was just like, I want to do that. Because 
this this guy, James Monroe Iglehart, who originated the role, you know, he's a bigger guy. He's not, yeah. you know, an in-shape guy. And at the end of Friend Like Me, and he's huffing for breath, I'm like, that's what you want to hear on a cast album. Like, you hear on a cast album, no breathiness, because they're in a studio. Yeah. You don't really see what they go through, and then you see this performance on the Tony Awards, while a little bit stilted, because they cut it down for time. Right. It wasn't the full eight minutes. You know, he still was, because he tap danced. Yeah. And I'm. everyone knows, I love a good tap dance show. I love a good tap dance show. you can show. tap dance. I can tap dance, yes. But it. I think it would be a lot of fun, because there's not a lot of character there. He's, no! Oh, goodness. Zelda! Zelda, you're fine. Hi! You're fine. Lay down. Zelda! Zelda! Good? Good luck. Good luck. Have fun jumping that fence! <laughs> Zelda, come here. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Sorry for, sorry for the interruption. She's sorry like, for the... Mama, Mama, look what I did. Look what I did, Mama. Look what I did. You know, he's the genie. He's been put in a lamp. Like, there's the complexity of how he got in the lamp. There's the complexity of him wanting to be free. But there's not a lot of character to explore. It's just genie. And I think that would be a lot of fun. So much fun. Number five. Okay, my number five is Tide. <laughs> How many? She she added a tie to hers. I did. I, this is my last one. This is my last tie. She had three. I had three. So my number five is a tie between Dawn and Jenna from Waitress. I would love to see you play Dawn. Oh my god! <laughs> I would love to play Dawn. Oh. I've already kind of played Dawn before in Darcy a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And I love. I just. I just I love l- that dress. The one looks like an ice skate outfit. Stay se with pu- us, Dawn. Se puede saber la dureza de uno. English, please. Do, do not insert the testing into your vagina. Wow. wow. But I love Thank her song you, about, you know, yeah. what if he sees me? Yeah. You know, and not wanting to open herself up because she's afraid of getting hurt. And I love Jenna because I love her, her ballads. They're so beautifully done. Yes, they are. And I, you know, and I can... I'm sure a lot of people can. I, I identify with Jenna's part because I was a young mom. You know, I got, with my daughter, I got pregnant at a very young age. I was not expecting it. I was not prepared for it. And you know, the thing, the, the, the wrench that's kind of thrown in there, though, for Jenna is that she's married, but she doesn't want to have a, uh, a child with her own husband. No, because he's a dick. He's awful. Yeah. He's, I think uh, it's implied that he's abusive. It's implied. Zelda. <laughs> This is what happens when we bring our dog to podcasts. This does not happen. But, I mean, <laughs> that part aside of Jenna, the, just the, the thing of getting pregnant when you're not planning on it. Yeah. <coughs> when you're not financially ready for it. Yeah. You know, that, those aspects. things when I drink, like sleep with my husband. <laughs> you know, those kind of things I, I identify with. Yeah. And so it's kind of the reason they're tied is because I love Jenna's songs and I love how heartfelt and wrenching her songs are. But I love the character of Dawn. Like, I love the comedy and the naive yeah. side of Dawn. So and I, the whole thing with the Civil War yeah, dress. Yeah, I particularly, at first... Happy Fourth of July, guys. <laughs> at first, I wasn't a huge fan of this when it happened on the Tony Awards, but it was the year of the Hamilton Awards, not the Tony Awards. <laughs> it was. Um, so That's it was kind of one of those things where you knew Hamilton was going <laughs> to... Sweep everything, 
And when they did the waitress performance, Jenna started singing. Which one? I don't remember. Oh. She starts reading the Dear Baby Girl. Yeah. That what and then. As she's singing, and she's got all this emotion, and Jesse Mueller, she used to be I mine, love is you. what she sings. Yeah. And in the middle of it, they transition from Jesse Mueller to Sarah Bareilles, who wrote the show. Mm-hmm. And now I can see the benefit of that. You know, it was such a moving experience to get to see the composer come out mm-hmm. and do that number. And then she ended up taking on the role on Broadway twice. Yeah. Twice. I'm sure it'll happen again. Um, but it, it's, I think both of those roles would suit you really well. Like Dawn right now (laughs) and Jenna in a couple of years. Yeah. Number five. Number five for me is Becky and Waitress. So I'll just do like two, (laughs) I'll run back and forth. (laughs) I, can I tell you why I didn't pick Becky for me? Because I don't have that brass to my voice. Yeah, yeah. she does have a very deep, That's brass, why I never soulful picked. voice. Yeah, well, when the part is originated by... Carol Saddle! Oh, Jesus Christ, motherfucker. <laughs> For those of you who are not dogs and couldn't understand that... I love Carol Saddle! <laughs> I don't have any of your underwear here. Carol <laughs> Saddle originated the role on Broadway. I love her! And she's got such a gorgeous, soulful, brassy yes. voice. Yes, she does. And I mean, yeah, there's there's so much to that voice that adds to that character. Yeah, yes. I don't think I could ever sing her parts, but oh my god, the the humor. The, oh, my. don't burn your ass in the one scene. <laughs> she. <laughs> he knows exactly what I'm talking about. She is too much fun. I I love her like little side notes, her little inputs. And all of that sass. I would just love, 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 love to play that part. And I love the show as a whole. So that, yeah. It is a great show. It is. So my number five is Tide. And I recently revisited this. Um, um, Yeah, I just revisited this show. Um, We'll say it was by the cast album, but it wasn't. Sure it was. Um, And it's either Nick Bottom or Shakespeare from Something Rotten. Yes. Because both roles are so much fun. I'm a huge Christian Burrell fan. And what? You what? are? I'm shocked what? by that. Man crush. Broadway man crush is Christian Hardcore. <laughs> um, are you making I, that face on purpose after we're saying man crush? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I bit the inside of my cheek. Oh, that's what she was doing. Uh, anyways. Um, and I think, like, Nick would be such a fun role because there is that complexity of what he's trying to do and, you know, going to... Nostradamus or whatever his name is in Nostradamus. That. Nostradamus, but I. No, he's his. He has Nostradamus as his name, but his first name is different because he's his cousin. Oh right, right, right. Um, I would love to play that role. That's an honorable mention, just because of it's a musical. Oh god, that's because so of that funny. Number. Um, but anyways, I yeah. When I recently revisited this, um, it was I. It was with Rob McClure and Christian Borle. Yeah, and it was the first time I saw Christian Borle play the part. And I was just like, I want to do that so bad. I saw Adam Pascal. The part or Christian (laughs) Morrill? Well, we'll find out later. A little bit of Beth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I saw Adam Pascal do it on tour, and he just didn't have the energy for me. Mm -hmm. Like, because listening to the cast album, you can feel Christian Morrill's energy behind the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it was just like with Adam Pascal, it just fell a little flat for me. But then in revisiting this and seeing Christian Borle do it, I was like, yes, that is what you expect from Shakespeare. Because he's supposed to be this over-the-top character, this ridiculously egotistical person that I can relate with so well. Yes, yes, you can. You know, but then there's the complexity of Nick Bottom trying to come up with this new show and keeping his wife from having to go to work and dress up like a man to go to work and stealing their, you know, saved up money to go hire the soothsayer to find out what Shakespeare's next big show is. It is not Omelette the Musical. Just put that out there. But yeah, that's, I, and I think it would be a lot of fun, the costumes and the dancing and all that. So that was my number five. Okay. My number four is not tied. It is Anastasia from Anastasia. <gasps> Ooh, shocker. I know. Heart I, don't I, fail me now. You love when I sing that song. I do. Um, I love, Anastasia is one of my all-time favorite anime films, animated films, ever. Oh, I, yeah. I, I it was love my favorite it. for, actually, it's still at least my top five. Oh, I yeah. I grew up on that show. Oh, yes. On I love that movie. That blue it's still dress that she yes. Is, is, it still, is it still on Netflix? No, Can I watch I, it tomorrow? I don't know. I'm going to watch it now. Uh, anyway, um, and what I like about the Broadway musical is the way that they integrated the two different stories, yes. the two movies together. Yeah. And the new songs that they added, because like when I found out that they had rearranged the order of some songs, I was like, mm, I'm going to be pissed. And, and re wrote some of the ones we, I don't, we love. I don't talk about the one. Um, the one you're talking about is the one they sing in Paris. Yes. And I don't... Perry holds the key to my... I don't... Hold on. Hold on. Can I get my Bernadette Peters going? Yeah, hold on. Perry holds the key to my heart. Oh my God, that was actually really good. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't like what they did with that song. I mean, I, I, it's not... And it's not so much the, the lyrical But I think change. when we see it... We yes. might feel differently. I'm hoping because my issue with it is not the lyrical changes. What my issue was is that it was slowed down. Yeah. And they took out, what was it? Oh, the ooh la la's. <laughs> and I liked those. Yeah. Because it like took energy <coughs> away from that song yeah. when they took them out. But anyway, overall, I love the new songs they added. I loved how they integrated it. And it would just be a dream role. Where you got at number four? <laughs> My number four is Ju- Julia Trojan from Bandstand. <coughs> I don't think I would ever have the opportunity to play this role, but... No, no, no. I've already told you. I'm going to direct it, and you all are going to share the role. Oh, my God. You're going to alternate nights. You're going to be, the on- you're gonna be in the ensemble on the nights that you're not playing Julia. Yeah, 100 pounds, and then we'll talk. Um... But I don't really think that there's a specific reason that I want to play the role except for the music and the show in it as a whole. It's a gorgeous show. The music is fantastic. I cannot get enough of the music. So she was so happy when she got Spotify and they had the album on there. Oh my god! Because Apple Music screwed me over. They when I tried to re up my Apple uh, yeah my Apple Music that for some reason just canceled itself and wiped everything that I had downloaded from Apple Music. I had actually bought the Bandstand cast album and it was still there. It was fine. And then when I went to go re up my Apple, it deleted it. That was 12 bucks. I spent yeah. on the whole album. You can still get it from iTunes. Um, I'm sure. For it, but. Um, but I, uh, I downloaded Spotify instead because I said, fuck you, Apple. And, <laughs> and apparently we got Hulu and Showtime out of it. Yes, so. yeah. we did. 
Um, and it was free. So I was like, yes. So if you have Spotify, download it because it doesn't cost anything. That and we're available on Spotify. So hey, yes. what's up? Yes, hey, whoa. Mini plug. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right. So I just did some last minute rearranging. Of course you did. My number four is tied. Oh, dear it's Jesus. Ogie and Potomer from Waitress. Because I had to have my Waitress moment in here, too. Yeah, you did. I love the role of Ogie. Leave. Just please leave. Dawn, I will never let you let me leave. I promise I'm not lying. Go ahead. I scan it. Anyways. But Potomer is one of those that, you know, I could take or leave that part. Mm-hmm. But if the opportunity arose, I would take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Just to be a part of that show. But Okie, oh, so much fun. Oh, yeah. So much fun. And that I, that's really all i got to say on it is is it would be fun to be part of and that show. And you'd love show. to roll out of that dress. I <laughs> Don't give spoilers. I didn't say what she dress. She hasn't seen it. I didn't say what dress. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's my number four. Okay. Uh, my number three is Julia from Bandstand. All righty. And, I mean... I, I think we've mentioned before mm-hmm. with, with Bandstand why why I love that show so much and how um, I identify with the PTSD and, and the military uh, Ooh, you know, they, family. They will probably hear this before they hear the top ten musicals one because oh, really? we've made so many references to what's going on around us right now. Oh, okay, fair. So I'll post this one before that one. Um, what? I was... Never mind. So I, I really... I love this show because of the... The fact that they point out the PTSD yeah. and what how it affects people, and it's a, not a, a one symptom, one diagnosis. It's different for each person how they um, perce- you know are perceived with it, and how you know you you just see someone with a drinking problem, but yeah. it's not just a drinking problem. You see someone who just is stupid, but they have traumatic brain damage. You know you don't. The way this show brought all of that to light and my own personal experiences with PTSD made me fall in love with this show and made it connect with me on a much deeper level than a lot of shows. And so the chance to play Julia (coughs) and to really put my heart into that role because of how much I've connected with it just, just by watching it and just by listening to it. And that's why I, I would. That's why I would make you all share the role because I don't think you would survive doing no. all the performances. No, no. I any proud American torn. should watch this role. Should watch this show. Yes, and be able to take pride in the show itself. Absolutely. Um, hey, Broadway HD, can we get this one, please? Yes, yes. please. It, they, they've been promising it for a long time. I mean, the Kinky Boots was just in movie theaters. It's going to be on Broadway HD in two weeks. I want Bandstand. We want Bandstand. Yes, we do. Netflix, can you get Bandstand? Oh, yeah, or Netflix. Please. So that brings us to your number three, Kat. Huh? Your number three. Oh, I'm sorry. My number three is a tie. This is my first tie. (gasps) I didn't even have this tie. Happy Fourth of July. Excuse you. Take some gas X. God. <laughs> You're one to talk. Hey. <laughs> um, the first in this tie is the bearded lady from The Greatest Showman. I know it's not a stage show yet. 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 Um, but again, played by Kelly Settle. Can, can you just say it normally one time? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like Eliza saying pussy. <laughs> um... There was a bug. Oh, there was. Okay. 
Um, I love the show, love the music, love the actress a lot. <laughs> Again, I don't have your underwear here. But I love the song, This Is Me. I know you do. She, the amount of soul she puts into that song, you know, she doesn't care what people think of her. She doesn't care how people look at her. She is who she is, and that's, that's all that needs to be said about it. And I love that because I've been judged my whole life, even before I was fat, for being a weird person. And, I mean, I was bullied in school, yep. and I was labeled as a mean girl for standing up for myself or for my friends, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And just for the fact of the matter, as I've gotten older, I've realized I don't care what people think of me for standing up for myself or for what I believe in or even, hell, for standing up for other people. If you're going to label me as too opinionated or too mean, that's on you, jackass. Enough said. Before you go on to what your tie is, I'm just going to put it out there. If any of our listeners know Kayla Settle, <coughs> could you please put her in contact with us? Please. We'll let Abby finish coughing. Please put Kayla Settle <coughs> in touch with us. Backyardbroadway.podcast at gmail.com. Have her check us out on Facebook. Just so that Kat can get some Kayla Settle time. Oh, my God. She would lose her shit oh if that ever happened. Oh, my God. Even if we just got, like, you an You could email. die in peace. Oh my god, I could die a happy person. <laughs> so what is your number three tied with? My number three tied with is tied with Miss Hannigan from Annie. I don't know why this has never made the list. I've always loved Miss Hannigan's part. Miss Hannigan, again, was one of the first my first introductions to theater. And I am sitting in like the third or fourth row at the Kentucky Center with my grandmother. She took me to go see the show and Miss Hannigan comes on. And Miss Hannigan is not a nice lady. And I there's like this dead moment after one of her songs. And, or one of her mo one of her moments on stage, and I just go, Grandma, I don't like that lady. She's mean, and the whole theater heard me. It um, got quiet. I just that she's a funny character, but she's also harsh. There's and, so much you can do with her too, because yes. you have Carol Burnett's drunk Hannigan. Oh God, she's my favorite. Or Kathy Bates' not drunk Hannigan. And I love. I Kathy like the Bates. drunk. I like the mm -hmm. drunk one. I love Kathy Bates. I love Carol Kathy Bates Burnett and Miss Hannigan. All the way. I know I love Carol Kathy Burnett Bates was, is so much better in Misery. I, I Kathy know. Bates plays crazy like nobody yes. else. And it works. You've seen Carol Burnett, right? I have seen it. I and love she's just Drunk not my favorite. It's hilarious. She's just not my favorite. I'm just a huge Carol Burnett fan. Oh, gosh, she's so funny. The way you feel about Carol Burnett is probably the way I feel about Kathy Bates. Yeah. And I'm not saying she's bad. She did a great job with it. I just like the humor that came with the drunk Miss Hannigan. Yes. And yeah. if you if you are a Kathy Bates fan, you've probably heard of this. But if you're not and you do like some of her works, I don't know where you can find it. I think you can probably buy the seasons. But she was in a show briefly called Harry's Law. And yeah. it was a fantastic show. I just love Kathy Bates. But I like Miss Hannigan. I like her character because she's just And if one you want to see her tatas, you can check out About Schmidt. Wow. Um, I don't know why I like this character because she's gruff, she's mean, she's a flat out bitch. But sometimes playing those roles sometimes on stage those are, are the best so roles. much fun. So anyway, that's that's where I'm at. My number three is Buddy the Elf in Elf Musical. What? God, no. You will understand why when you see it at Derby Dinner. It's true. You will understand why. It's, it's true. It's it, not Will it, Ferrell. It's not Will Ferrell. If you have seen the film and not the stage show, I apologize. 
because you're missing out because they've added some wonderful songs. Yes. They wrote some really great songs for the musical. They've reworked the dialogue so that it works on stage, you know, because sometimes they take movies and they're just like, ooh, movie script, song here, song here, song here, rearrange this, and we're done. No, they've reworked the entire book for the musical. It's so much fun. Buddy's got so much to do. There is tap dancing, of course. And, I mean, it's just, it's Bye, one of those buddy. things. I hope you find your dad. Right? Thanks, Mr. Norwalk. It, I, it would just be a load of fun to do. A load of fun to do. Yeah, that's, that's the right way to phrase that. <laughs> um, I, it, it, and, I mean, I, I enjoy a good show where I get to wear tights on stage. Oh, God, you I know? don't. <laughs> um, and Kat asked me if, when we go to New York, if I wanted her to take me to Tavern on the Green. <laughs> And I said only if I could stand outside and sing Never Fall in Love with an Elf. <laughs> so and that's, that's where I retracted that offer. <laughs> so that's number three, Buddy the Elf. Abby, going on to number two. Number two is Bonnie from Bonnie and Clyde. <gasps> Shocker! <laughs> yes. I... I just love this show. and I, I It makes this. me so sad the show didn't get... The moment that it deserves. No, and it sucks because in recent years, we've seen shows that have opened in that time slot, end of November, beginning of December, that have worked and have played for months. Share Show and SpongeBob being two of the most recent ones that played for nine months. Yeah. You know, it, it... it just, yeah, it just sucked that it opened at such a sad I time. I mean, the music is so well done. And the character of Bonnie, you know, I mean, for people that don't know, Bonnie and Clyde is based on... Bonnie and Clyde. It's kind of self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's based on some factual. Some events. factual. They've rewritten some things to make it work for the stage. To make it work and for the stage. Because I mean, it's it's about these two people and their journey together, from end to start to end. Yep. And you know the the way Bonnie is. The way they captured who Bonnie was for this stage performance, I think, is done very, very well. You know, she's an independent woman. She, you know, she's stubborn. She does, you know, she does what she wants. She doesn't care what people think of her or what she says or what they say about her. Um, and, yeah, I just love it. And, I mean, there are some other, and I love the story of Bonnie and yeah. Clyde. I'm fascinated by that story. And go ahead, you can go ahead and tell them one of the creepy things. About no creepy things. About Bonnie and Clyde and me. What you don't you remember. That you... My birthday is their death date. Oh, yeah. That one. That's that one. terrifying. Yep. Yep, yep. So, number two. Um, Angel from The Ring. This is not one of the better known shows. Nope, not at all. But it is very much one of my favorites. Um, I like the mother-daughter bond between Angel and her mom and the... I like the show being a flashback, but I also like the fact that they don't bring in a younger version of Angel to play the um, <clears throat> to play the child. They actually use the adult and leave it to the imagination. I yeah. really like that, and the music is fun. The story is very heartfelt too. Like essentially, this this girl has been go- gone from home for the last seven years, but even longer than that, on and off. And her mom is decided to sell their family skating rink. Mm-hmm. And they go back and forth about how their dad was, that the dad was a deadbeat and how mom had to take care of everything and how 
Angel ran, like, went, went off to find herself, and at the end, there's this massive surprise, and I'm not going to give it away because it is a good show, and you should go see it. Um, but I just like the dynamic mm-hmm. between the mom and the daughter, and the fact that the mother is a very, the, the daughter is a very free-spirited person, and I can kind of relate to that. So that's why I put that, and also, I, I don't see that role leaving this list anytime soon. Um, not until you're old enough to play the mom. Exactly. Um, because this was the, one of those shows that I was like, okay, cool, whatever, we'll go see it. I had, don't have very many high expectations, and I fell in love with it. So that's always, those are the kinds of roles and the kinds of shows that I hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been sitting here. He's back to playing Assassin's Creed. He's never going to go to bed. Oh, Lord. I've been sitting here for the last hour and three minutes going back and forth on what my number one and number two should be because I knocked off Sweeney Todd. It, it moved down to my what? honorable mentions during all of this. Um, and it, it's, it's between two roles and I think I've, I've come to it. Um, my number two is Ursula from the Little Mermaid. And I know we said we have a gender bent list. We're going to do here in a minute really quickly. Ursula is kind of one of those gender bent yet fluid roles. Yeah. And I have always loved Ursula. She's always been my favorite Disney villain. Um, we play the villainous board game, and I always have to play as Ursula. Yeah. And I... Even though you need to give another character a try eventually. I did. You I gave did. Dr. Facilier a try yeah. the other night. I want to um, Captain Hook again. I, I am determined... Or Hades. ...for <laughs> the queen to get some shit. Okay. Uh, but anyways... It's complicated. That doctor it was, was complicated, complicated until I got the stuff in my hand and I was like, anyways, um, I just, I've, <coughs> I, it's not that I identify with Ursula, but it's just that outcast kind of thing because Triton does, has been like, bye, get out of my face. Well, you because know. she's a bitch. Yeah. And she's <coughs> basically evil. It's whatever. Um, I like for the stage show that they brought back the idea that Ursula is Ariel's aunt. They cut that from the movie, yeah, and they brought it back for the stage show. I'm sad that they cut one of her better numbers. Yeah. Well, she's only got the two numbers, really, because it's a reprise of Yeah, that but one. they still... They cut I Want the Good Times Back in favor I of another song. the good times back. <laughs> the song that they put in is fine. It's okay. I I, you saw like it. It's, but I like it. I Want the Good Times Back better. It's... Uh, but yeah, I would love to play Ursula. And she is on my gender bent list, so you're going to hear this again, but I won't give an explanation at that point. So, number one. We're down to the nitty gritty. We're down to it. All right. You scared the shit out of the dog. <laughs> my number one is, it's a shocker, are you ready? Oh, uh, I'm ready? holding my nuts. Go for it. Oh, Lord. Belle from Beauty and the Beast. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> it will forever be. At least top three for my dream roles. It I will. know it will. It's, she's my favorite Disney princess. But here's the thing. When I have my own effing dress. When she's you're ready, too, guys. When you're too old for it, will it fall off that list and go to honorable mentions? Oh. Yes, because yeah, I'll be too Mrs. old. Potts. Hell yeah, I'll play Mrs. Potts. I'll be the next Angela Lansbury, You can damn fight it. with me over Mrs. Um, Potts. I love you, dear. No, you don't understand. Because I will have my own mystery show, and I will be the next (laughs) Angela Lansbury. I'm bringing Murder, She Wrote back, bitch. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, moving on. And you're going to be Sam. Yes. Yes. Oh, is it my turn? It's your turn, number one. Madam Jesus Christ, are we doing 
this for everyone? I guess. Okay. Cat's number one is... Madame Tenardier from Les Mis. Um, because who played it? Okay, I'll said I played sorry. it in the most Who's, recent who? revival. Who? Who? Kayla Settle. I can't understand you with your shirt in your mouth. Kayla Settle played Madame Tenardier. And that's not, she was on my list before well, I knew that she was. I didn't know that was. Um, I think it was a Before mall. I knew that she had taken on this role. I, yeah, she didn't know after we had, when no. we saw it. And I sent her a video of One Day More at the Tony Awards. Oh. Uh, it, it's fine, guys. I'm okay. Um, How many of her dream roles have Kara Settle played? Three or four. <laughs> it doesn't matter, guys, okay? I don't have a problem. You have a slight problem. You need new underwear. Him and Patty Lapone. That's the problem. She's my mother. I'm not obsessed, like, in love with her. I'm not in love with her. I'm just a big fan. Anyway. She's um, in love with her. I want to play Madame Tenardier, not for one reason, but but for one major reason, is during her big It's not part. that big of a reason. No, because she tears the tip off. <laughs> just the tip. Just the tip. No, she in in her and her husband's number. Yeah, she master of the house. She me, 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 me. keep it at the makes. Key. Oh my god, <laughs> makes a uh, point to say that he thinks he's good in bed, but there's not much there. <coughs> and she proceeds to tear off the end, a very small end of a baguette, and throw it over her shoulder. And I just find that. Funny as hell. She's also another one of those characters like uh, Miss Hannigan. Tech guy, can you turn on the light, please? Tech guy, will you give me a drink? Wow. Mercy Buttercup. I'm dying. I'm slowly dying. She's one of those characters that is dying, please. Can she finish? She's one of those characters that is genuinely a bitch, but is so, looks like it's so much fun. So it's not typecasting. I will say, as so much fun to play. As much as you see heavier women play her on Broadway, I did like Helena Bottom Carter in the movie. We're not going to talk about the movie. <coughs> That's an episode in and of itself, guys. <coughs> but I did like her. So, my number one. We're going to stay on the late Miz train. <laughs> oh, these bitches. <laughs> We're going to stay on the late. <laughs> <laughs> Javier from Les Mis. <laughs> got it out there. You failed to specify what you wanted. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you. You brought you one of everything. Look, I got caffeine, I got water, and I got some ice. Um, yes, I want to play Javert. I'm going to have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Always, uh, I mean, from the time that I learned of this show and... This is his favorite. ...fell in love with this show... Even before I liked the show, when I was listening to my four-set cassette album. Oh, my um, Album? Way back then. Yeah. Um, Stars was always one of my favorite songs. And now I use it to... Annoy us. To annoy them. But it's really like one of those things like, oh, it's an awkward situation there. Out in the darkness. Why do I get hit? I'm explaining. I'm not actually using it. I'm sorry. It's a reflex. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways. Yes. So Javier is my number one. Yay. Which brings us on. And we know we have been talking, talking, talking. 
We'll do them quick. There's we'll do plenty of this to cut, though. That we will. There's none of this to cut. This has been fantastic. The whole dog. <laughs> nah, this has been fantastic. So we're gonna move on to our our gender, gender bent list. Abby and I both have five. Cat has two. I have two. Okay, well I'll, I can group, I can do mine real quick. You ready? Go, Go. for it. Okay, so three of mine are from Newsies. Crutchy Davy Jack, Evan Hansen from Dear Evan Hansen, and Mark from Rent. Those are some good gender bent, and those I can see some. her in all of those. Yes. Okay. Um, my gender bent roles are Frankie Valley in Jersey Boys and Angel in Rent. Very good. I'll see you there, bitch. <laughs> Mine, Mama Rose from Gypsy, because everybody should want to play Mama Rose. Mrs. Lovett from Sweeney Todd, because I love Sweeney Todd. Norma Desmond from Sunset Boulevard. Mama, Mama Patty played it. Mama and Patty got screwed over. Mama many, Patty played these three roles. Yeah, I was gonna say Mama Patty played a few of those. For those of you just joining us for the first time, Patty Lapone. Forever. Patty Lapone is my Broadway spirit animal. It's true. Um, the yep. chaperone from Drowsy Chaperone. Yes. And then Ursula, of course. You all have already heard Ursula. Yes. And then our two shows that we would never, never, ever, 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 never, ever, ever want to be cast in. Go ahead, Abigail. Okay. So, my first one might be a little shocking, because it's not a bad show. No. Is The Lion King. I, I can see why, though. I don't feel comfortable with the costumes, and I don't have the skills for said puppetry. Mm, this is true. Yes. And I feel like that would just be exhausting, just like constantly moving. Yes. You know, I just, I would never want to, I love watching it, and I think the people that do it are fantastic and super talented and... I admire them yes. for that for it. I just know that I would hate that. Yes. And then my other one is Groundhog Day. <laughs> because you hate that show. Because, because it's, Groundhog it's, it's Day. awful. It's, it's absolutely awful. Groundhog Day. Um, <laughs> my two never shows are SpongeBob because why the fuck? Acid fish. <laughs> Acid fish. Acid fish. And School of Rock, just because I don't find that show terribly intriguing. No. I, I gotta be honest, though. If the opportunity to play Squidward came about, I would take it. Just I would for take the it. tap dance. Just for the tap dance. I would have to be high as balls to go see it. <laughs> so my first of the two is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as Willy Wonka, because there's so much to live up to. And it's Christian Borle. And it's, but I wouldn't want to be in that role. No, I know. But I'm saying because... Because it, it's, there's so much to live up to with Gene Wilder. I'm not yes. even going to count Johnny Depp. With Gene Wilder, there's so much to live up to. There's no way I could do that role justice. I would love to. I can sing it really well. It's just not one of those shows that I would be like, yeah, I'll take that part. No, because everybody would be like, well, Gene Wilder did it this way. Well, fucking Gene Wilder did it in the 70s. Yes. And this and is 2019. And then my other one, no offense to anyone listening to this, is O Calcutta. Um, oh, I don't know why that could be. I don't want to see this naked. I don't want an audience to see this naked. Very true. No. No, 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 no. I will admit there are some funny moments within the cast album. There is. But I, I just can't get past the nudity. Uh-uh. Cannot get past it. I feel you there. Yeah. So, anyway... So All that being said, rolls. yeah, that's, uh, ow. I have some things to say, sir. Okay, but well, you got to understand. You do that, talk slowly because I got to pee. Okay, so that being said, we've gone through our dream rolls. This just kind of gives you, again, this is one of those fun episodes. gives you a little insight into who we are. And please don't, when we post the 
when we post about this episode on Facebook, please give us your dream roles. I mean, you don't have to give us, like, a top ten or anything. But tell us about, like, if you've ever played one of your dream roles, tell us about it. Or if you get the opportunity and you've had the opportunity locally, something that we have that we can go see, tell us. If you get the yeah. opportunity to play a dream role and it is in our region or in our area at, at all, like I'm talking maybe like an hour outside yeah. of LaGrange or Louisville, please, please, please let us know so that we can go see it and we can review the show and maybe we can meet you. We love to meet our audience. We've had a couple of yes. um, instant, we've had a couple of um, situations that have led to that. But that being said, um, please don't forget to go on to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars if you like us. If you don't, please stay away. Um, <laughs> and leave us a little bit of a review. We would really like to make the charts. And, and subscribe. Yes, and subscribe. We cannot make the charts. Even if you give us five stars, we can't make the charts without a review. If you, I don't care. Just say hi. That's fine. Just yeah. please help us out. Um, another reminder, I said it in the beginning of the show, we have added ads into our episodes. So don't be surprised if you hear those. You are in the right place. Just keep listening. You'll hear our beautiful voices very soon. Am I coughing? Um, I apologize. Yeah. Yes. Lastly, we are still doing the share giveaway. We have decided on a date. The share giveaway will end at midnight, July 12th. If you have not submitted your entry by then, it is over. Sorry. And how do you enter, you may ask, is you go to Facebook and you find the post that I put up there today about our post-Tony podcast. There's not a link, as we mentioned, in that podcast, yes. but it is a post about it. There is a picture of the CD. Yes. You need to like that, like our Facebook page, and comment on that post, hashtag share giveaway. If for some reason your name is not the name that will show up when you comment, please also include your name so that when we yes. do our live Facebook drawing. Huh. <laughs> I'd be so looking forward to it. Can and when tell? we do our Facebook live drawing, we can say the right name and then you get to you. You have 24 hours yep. to Facebook message the Backyard Broadway page. If you Facebook, if you happen to find us individually on Facebook, that's still okay, but don't send us individually a message because that will not be included. You have 24 hours from the end of our Facebook live video to um, get back to us and shipping is free. We will take care of all of that, but you have to like and hash and comment hashtag share giveaway. And you have to like the Facebook page as well. If you want to tag somebody in the comments in during your entry, that's fine as long as it says hashtag share giveaway. Because if you want to let somebody know that there's a drawing out there for a share CD, that's totally fine as well. I, I thought about, I was going to talk to you all about this tonight. If they tag someone and that person ends up liking the Facebook page and commenting as well, can we give them an extra entry? No? No. No? Okay. One I mean, entry per person. Well, and I would think that that entry would be for the friend, though. Comment and but the yes. friend would come, but then they brought that friend to the page, is what I was thinking. No, it, 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 would, okay. it would be one entry no. per person. So we'll cut that. It would, yeah. Um, and also, please don't forget about the doo-wop giveaway as well. That giveaway cannot jumpstart until we have 150 um, followers on Facebook. So just keep an eye out for that. So I think yeah, we're only at 14 followers right now. That's great. Um, so it might be a while, guys. So please share us, share our Facebook page. Send people our way. Send people to our podcast. We really, really want the audience members. Um, but I think that's really all the business we have to take care of tonight. Anything yep. else? We're all over social media, Backyard Broadway on Facebook. Um, if you want to just type in facebook.com backslash backyardbroadway.podcast, it'll take you straight to our page. Um, we are on Twitter at backyard underscore bway, and we are on 
Instagram at Backyard B-Way. And if you have any questions about the entries for any of our contests or for any of our drawings, please don't hesitate to either email or instant message us on any of our social media platforms because yep. we'll, be, we'll be more than happy to answer any questions for and you. And that email again is backyardbroadway.podcast at gmail.com. We are always glad to hear from you if you want to comment. When, if you comment your dream rules or things like that, you may get mentioned on our next episode following that. Yeah. We may do some audience corners here and yes. there where we highlight somebody who's given us a good story to tell. Um, but other than that, that's all we got for you tonight. And actually, I think we, you and I had determined, we hadn't discussed this with Abby, but if I you, never included. Well, we, we kind of lived together, my dear. Well, um, and you also didn't answer our text for the last two days. Um, if you enter to they win. They thought I died. If you enter to win the share giveaway and you happen to be a local, there's a very good chance that you will get to meet us. Um, we will, rather than shipping the CD to you, we will find a time and a place to hand deliver your winnings. So Abby is so <laughs> looking forward to that. We will happily take photos with you. We will post them on our social media. Yes. It takes effort. <laughs> yes, Aww. it does. So please just keep that in mind because we do, we would really love to meet. Yep. We'd really love to meet you if you happen to win the share giveaway. Yep. So that is all of the business. That is That all. is it. That yep. is it. Wait. Are you sure? Do, 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 That's all. That's it. All right. So with all of that being said, I'm Andrew. I'm Abby. And I'm Kat. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, you all are <laughs> off. Can you do it again? Bye. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>